0: So you've decided to listen to the Realities Ours podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor. But know this. Listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list. The Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened, cannot be closed. And now... Your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the Reality Czars, Nate and Paranoid American.
1: And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we're your hosts tonight, Nate and Thomas, the Paranoid Motherfucking American. Well, what? And we have the great Scott Adams. Oh, God damn it. Scott Adams.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Creator Scott of Adams. Gilbert. Welcome yeah. aboard.
3: What's up, guys? <laughs> I've got some incendiary things to say. I'll, I'll I'll say some incendiary things. It's all right. We're on we YouTube, right?
1: Scott Armstrong, dude. We can say whatever we want. I okay. really don't care. Okay, cool. I all my strikes have worn off, so it's time to get some more back.
3: Okay, let's do it.
1: Um, <laughs> like it I'm in good graces apparently because <laughs> I'm being allowed to live stream right now to YouTube. So let's Beautiful. really fucking throw let's really fuck it up. Nice um, rebunk news. Welcome, bro. How you What's
3: been, What's up? Oh, my God. So good. I mean, everything's going great. Uh, so glad to be back on your amazing show. You guys are doing awesome work. Um, I was kind of telling you a little bit before the show, uh, yeah, I just had an incident, man. I'll tell you what, these hoes be fucking with me, man. These hoes be <laughs> fucking with me hard. So what happened was as I found out that uh the, the hose that I used to water my garden, I left the water like the water on, and I guess the hose burst, and I guess it's just been running for a few days. And so Sweet. we got the water bill this month, and it was like $200 more than it normally is. So I'm like, ah, yeah, that was my bad. So I was like, I'll, I'll eat it. Because so, I live with a couple other guys, and it's just like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit on that one. So these damn cheap How hose, be fucking garden, with me,
1: dude. It's cheap hose, <laughs> man.
2: Cheap-ass, dirty-ass hose, man.
1: Yeah. i mean you're gonna
2: think in the future you're gonna think back to like man i remember when i could just like waste gallons and thousands of gallons of water for just 200 dollars before it was like 200 a
3: bottle right exactly oh yeah exactly this would be the good old days i I, I didn't know how good we had it right i mean waste
2: it while you got it man at least waste water while it's cheap yep Exactly. exactly
1: Dude, you really never fucking know like i'm always waiting for the shoe to drop like like me, I'm just paranoid, I guess. I'm you're the paranoid American, but I, I think I'm more paranoid than you. Cause like I was at work and the electricity went out and everything shut down and we were checking and everywhere else, I was like, Oh, this is it. We're done. We're back to the stone <laughs> age.
3: <laughs> yep, I know and I know how that goes. Anytime like the lights flicker, the lights go out, or like my cell service drops out, which has been happening a lot lately, which is really weird. Like I'll just get like no data for a minute. I'm like, oh God, is this it? Is this, we run into the yeah. bug out location? What's yeah, going grab on? the
1: bug out bag. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So what's going on with you guys? What's new?
1: Dude, we're just fucking having fun. Yeah. I've been working like God awful. And uh, I don't know, Thomas, what have you been up to? You've been busy, dude. You just got back from vacation too.
2: Yeah. I went to Salem and Boston for, uh, for about a week. I was pushing some of my comics into the local shops around there and uh dude i've I've been hard at work on so many different i don't want to take over but like i've been freaking like in my little cave in my safe space and my little bubble and just cracking out like the most horrific and offensive works that i hope to uh to at least lose some followers over that's that's the goal you got to weed them out you got to prune the garden every now and then yeah you got you got to give a little sour before you can taste the sweet right exactly exactly yeah
1: buddy i'll i'll fucking i'll start shitting on like liberals and democrats for a minute and then i'll get a bunch of maga people (laughs) and then i start shitting on donald trump and then i start i'll watch it my followers go
3: that's awesome you see the you see the new shirt i put in my shirt shop Mm -hmm. i think i posted on like instagram and stuff it's uh let me see i can pull it up here it's pretty funny but anyway yeah I, i love i love doing that like well this this is like this one is like in in line with uh that where it's like they, people don't even know
2: don't even i know mean know are, are we it. on board or is everyone still on board the trump train or are we all going to Biden town? or like ooh, what ooh. are i'm waiting for the new nicknames that's the biggest thing that i'm looking forward to i don't really want the political season but i want to know everyone's nickname that trump comes up with yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like his gift like if there was one thing that he was put on this earth to do it was to just like mean people into the ground exactly
1: that was fun. Yeah, for sure. At least like the debates, the Republican debates, dude, they were the fucking best.
3: There it is. There it is. So, <laughs> so uh, I jumped, I jumped on the Trump mugshot campaign, right? Because I was doing the Trump mugshot. But there it is Trump
2: wanted for vaccine genocide. So... It's public domain, mean, right? Like, our, yeah. Right?
1: That's our image. That's
2: not his image. That's our exactly. image of America. So exactly. We should be we, able to do
3: anything we want with it. Exactly. So, like, the, the lefties are going to see Donald Trump wanted. Yeah. And then their eyes are going to scroll down to the bottom of it and be like, wait for vaccine genocide. And then they're just going to glitch out. They don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> and they'll be like, what? Just rumors, boomers are just going to erupt. So, anyway, there's that.
2: So You're going to cause them to start voting for Trump and, and grows. Exactly. So it's, it's fun, man. It's fun.
3: Like I, I, this, this election, I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to be definitely on the sidelines, just observing and making fun of it, but I'm not going to get stuck in. No, really made do, my- you, do you vote at all? I mean, I have, yeah, I definitely have. Like in 2020, I felt like, you know, everything was on the line and that my vote mattered more than anything. I had to, I had to put mine in, in the hat for Donald Trump. I had to do it. You know, it was a very intense, uh, it was a very intense night. It was a very fun night. We really went all out. Like, my, one of my friends actually was Megan's house, so, like back in the Truthzilla days. Like, Ed and Megan and I, like, we all went over to her place, and she had the whole house decorated with like don't tread on me flags and back the blue flags, American flags, like, just like the whole thing. And was like balloons, and we made a bunch of food. We were sitting there watching like the InfoWars election coverage on the big screen,
1: and we were just like, America, yeah. And then, oh you know <laughs> dude oh. i cringe sometimes yeah there was like a minute when i went from like hard democrat to like the exact opposite and so i went i was like like a fucking right-wing shit like shithead and like mm-hmm. i had i bought like an american flag hat and stuff and i was like yeah. dude jesus christ i like cringe at that shit now it's so fucking oh terrible. yeah I was all oh, patriotic yeah. for a minute
2: scott I were you ever time Oh, I was going to ask, were you ever left-wing? Were you, like, <sighs> aligned with the liberal cause, even as a kid?
3: No, I actually, well, I grew up, like, uh, like uh my mom was, like, you know, liberal. And my dad was conservative. So, that was basically in the household. Like, the only time I ever saw my parents fight was over politics. And then they made mm-hmm. this resolution to never talk politics again. And I literally never saw them fight ever again. They're still together. And so... um I, I just remember like I'd, I'd re- go on trips with my dad a lot. Like we rode around a lot and we'd always, always be listening to like Michael Savage, um you know, the guy that coined the term liberalism is a mental disorder. And my dad would just talk mad shit about liberals, dude. And this is like in the 90s. And so like, I I mean, I, I got that uh pretty early on. And I was always like, yeah, these liberals are crazy. And so I've been pretty conservative, in fact, to the point where like during the 2000s, I was like, yeah, we got to go, go get these terrorists, these damn terrorists. I hate our freedom, you know, all that stuff. And so um, I, I believe there was a brief period of time where like maybe around like the Bernie era when I was like, mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. And, and you know, it is interesting, too, because I, I there's a few things that I've kind of just oh man it's really interesting so working i used to work as a drug and alcohol counselor right and so um a lot of the clients that i worked with this is back in oregon and in oregon they have like this thing called oregon health plan which is basically like universal health care everybody gets on it and a lot of the the clients i had like wouldn't even have access to treatment if it wasn't for that so i was like well that's interesting so i'd like to Uh, But, but to me that says that, okay, so maybe that's not the answer, but that means we have to go back and fix the whole system first. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. uh, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But it's like seeing that. And then here I'm now in Tennessee and they don't have like a program like that. And so even though I don't work in the field anymore, i am still really involved in like the recovery community. And I talk to people and they talk about how like access to treatments more difficult for people. And so I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting. So in that little kind of microcosm right there, I'm like, you know, if we had ways to help people get access to treatment, that would be nice. I guess if we're going to have a government, you know, I wish they would do something that would actually benefit the people, but you know, we don't, we know that's not the business that they're in. So it's really interesting. You know, I've had a lot of these ideas challenged just by real life experience and I'm not quite sure how to reconcile it, honestly. <laughs>
1: so, Yeah, it's a wild one, man, because I grew up poor as fuck, dude. Yeah. And so I was like a welfare kid, government cheese, you know what I mean? Like powdered milk, the whole fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And the hardest one for me to get over was I was like, well, where welfare has to be good because you're just feeding people like you have to. And I mean, if that's all that the government did, I probably wouldn't bitch that much. You know what I mean? Like if my taxes were going to something and they were actually going to feed poor people, I'd be like, I got much bigger fish to fry. You know, I'm not going to bitch about that. Yeah. But it's when you find out that like, they're taking a shit ton of your money and literal pennies are going to the poor people. And the majority of the money that's going to welfare is going to like the bureaucracy to pay for all the social worker, all social workers and all like the fucking, the whole fucking infrastructure, the whole thing. Like it's all just a giant way to fucking steal your money. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And taxation is theft. In sure. general, but, yeah. you know, I, you're not going to, I'm not going to fucking complain too much, literally, if they were giving the majority of it to people that were fucking needy. Exactly. I exactly. Mean, Are there people that are fucking milking it? Hell yeah, there is. I fucking grew up with those people. I knew them. I knew people that would fucking work under the table just, or they would work just a certain amount of hours because they worked any more than they would lose their fucking benefits. And it actually keeps people in a fucking cycle of poverty. I remember when my mom was like, uh, was trying to get off of welfare. And it's hard to get off of it once you're Mm -hmm. on it. They like try to keep you on it because like you realize that you're the product. You're like keeping all these people employed. You know what I mean? So the welfare office doesn't want you to get off. They need you to be on it because that's like more money for them.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a vicious cycle, you know, and then you create people dependent on the state for their subsist- subsistence and then they're gonna,
1: intergenerational. Yeah. Man. And then, People but then they, and then
3: they, you know, and then they have like a voter for life, you know what I mean? And so they got somebody that's not going to vote for policies that, um, you know, could potentially take that gravy train away.
1: So. hundred Yeah. 100% yeah it's crazy.
3: So I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, I know like in the kind of the voluntarist like model, it's like, you know, we, we have these old private firms that would do it. So it's like in a way we, it's not taxation, but we're voluntarily paying, these systems to create the infrastructure that we want, and so it's like the government stands a, in theory as a way to kind of facilitate that transaction, but it's just completely bastardized. You know what I mean? And it's just corrupt beyond belief. And so I don't know. I just wonder, like in a, in a completely like voluntarist type society, like like the well, I mean, I know like the, the the theory, like you know, if one one organization is getting all corrupt, then we just stop paying that one. We pay this one over here. You know what I mean? And so it's like.
1: What if theirs
2: doesn't taste as good? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. It's a weird one, dude. I'm, I'm less and less of a fucking libertarian every day. Yeah. (laughs) I've I've
3: had, I've had a lot of those ideas challenged. Definitely. You know, the idea of, uh, like, like Owen Benjamin talks about it a lot. He talks about the idea of like, you know, uh, well, and then, and so like private security firms, like you don't want Taco Bell having an army. Like they'll just think these corporations, they'll just like have an army. It's kind of like the, uh, like all of the, like the, the banana, like the idea of the banana Republic, you know, a lot of the ideas of like, um, these fruit companies in South America were like, you know, creating armies. Like these corporations were creating armies, and they were just like overthrowing governments, basically. Like all these, like United Fruit Company and all this shit, you know. Well, are,
2: are, they were creating armies with this like subtle backing of, and yeah. if you fight back, America will come in yeah. here and really oh, totally down.
3: Yeah, totally. So it, totally was, yeah. it was
2: like an Israel dynamic yeah. going on, like yeah,
3: Israel CIA. Like, like it was very interesting. Like you, you so. got like
2: the little, the little, like uh you know, like the little bully that's like poking everyone in the chest, and then like yeah. this huge, you know, big other USA, that's like, yeah, yeah. Do something.
3: yeah, definitely.
1: But I mean, theoretically, dude, if the Rothbardians had their way and you press the button and government disappeared in yeah. one second, right? Who's gonna step into that role because yeah. you just made a giant vacuum? Exactly. You think the oligarchs are just gonna give up power? All of a sudden, like you said, Amazon's gonna have an army, yeah, Why the fuck not Jeff Bezos, one of the richest men in the world. Elon Musk is gonna have an army. They're I mean, gonna to go to war. I lasers, mean, this could dude. be very entertaining. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't even yeah.
2: need an army if you put enough satellites up there that can beam you back down. I mean, like, you know, that's that's the military strategy. Whoever gets the highest ground wins. So, I mean, Elon totally. wins at that point, no, it's very
3: true. That's very true. But the idea of the vacuum as well. It's like you know, you just have some cartel step in, or and it's like you know, you get rid of the government and then. Okay, so then what do we do with all of these like crazy ass people everywhere? You know, just be complete. Like I don't want to have to deal with that. You know what I mean? And it's like uh, the second that we okay, let's say we do. Well, that's
1: against the non-aggression principle, and everything yeah, would actually work its way working. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's
3: assuming that people have you know the type of morality that we like. We're good people, and we like to assume that other people are but not everybody is you know what i mean well and dude that, got...
2: that's the whole thing especially yeah. with libertarianism it's like when someone even just hints that they might be a little bit libertarian it's like okay so you actually find economic theory interesting enough to have a conversation about versus 99.9 repeating percent of the rest of the population yeah so you're already in this tiny little you know bubble in, in, in a way that you even care about a certain aspect of the politics but then mm-hmm. my mind always goes to like capitalism has greed and immorality and corruption sort of baked in a little bit it's like a it's a feature not a bug sort of situation Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where like communism falls down where they never introduce like the human element oh once you throw a human in the system that starts hiring all his friends and his family it it crumbles because it hasn't taken that to account and i'm just really curious like what the libertarian aspect of that is like does libertarianism just say You know, everyone will just be really good and they'll all be on their best behavior. And if they're not, then like we just won't buy from shoes from them and they just won't have any goods. Or is there something in it, you know, that would actually like sort of embrace that chaos?
1: We don't believe in, uh, man, what do you call that? Uh, IP. So there's no intellectual property. So like if this company was stepping out of line, then a competitor would come in and step in and then you I mean would with your that's, dollars and then that's china
2: right it's like yeah, hey you know yeah. we can make this faster cheaper and better so we're gonna go ahead and take that from you now you no longer have to make this we'll, well make it dude yeah, i yeah. mean
1: the guys like the intellectually consistent people that i know that are libertarians they don't have a problem with that they that's just true. want to be able to compete with it too they just want to say fuck all patents
2: is this like the steinberg everyone is a deferred millionaire or something or every every poor person's like like a a scorned deferred millionaire maybe (laughs) Maybe. but i mean the
1: whole idea though of fucking capitalism i mean i i am i guess a capitalist i guess but like the whole idea is like you absolutely at least in this context at least in the american empire you need a lower class you absolutely do because to keep up consumerism you need people that are going to like be the peons and keep it going like i need guys like if i want to eat a cheeseburger i need assholes to make cheeseburgers and then i need people that wash dishes like you need that lower can you name a
2: single society on the planet that doesn't have a system of caste or class though like no even in like the the up like even you go to bohemian grove right this is like the richest of the rich and the most powerful even within there they've got their own little camps and if you're not in like the big boys hillbilly camp You can't even walk by without getting like a a stink eye of it. And I'm sure even within the hillbilly camp, there's like no one gets to go in that room except for Gog and Nagog. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like all the way up, man, there's never a single point of time when there's not some kind of like a class system. I think the real thing is like, where are those bands? Right. If everyone's in a cast system, but it's way up here versus like the range being like that where you've got people way down there and way up here. Like, one idea is that you just squish everything down, and now we're just all kind of shitty, yeah. right? Yeah. Or it's well, the whole but, idea of, like,
1: socialism, right? Like, in a race, if there's one really fast guy, they're going to chop his leg off. Right, Every, everyone thinks that socialism's else. like this, yeah. right?
2: Like, everyone just gets better. And really, it's like, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing where you just have to start to realize that there are natural hierarchies, and you just have to embrace them. I mean, there are, I mean, there just is, there's just, there's natural classes. Like I'm, I'm five foot nine with shoes on. <laughs> I'm never going to be in the NBA. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? There's just natural hierarchies that happen. Like, I don't know, dude. Like there's smarter people than others. Well, I don't know. Can I just the I idea wrench of a like, hierarchical classless society that like, like anarchists and libertarians want, I think is fucking delusional.
2: Well, I'm curious, uh, and Scott, I too.
1: Consider myself an anarchist,
2: but what about like, uh, like professional sports, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the the most highest paid football or basketball or baseball players or anything. Like, how what do you think about that dynamic in general? Are they providing a service worthy of that kind of payment? Should there be caps? Should that be anything? Like, the ah. biggest one is always compare like the best teacher on the planet versus the best baseball player on the planet you know, like one of them is probably making 40 grand and one's probably making like 40 mil.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's a really interesting question. I mean, uh, you know, maybe we need to create some sort of like uh, competitive teacher thing where they'd get like MVPs slam. Yeah, or, or no, 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 <laughs> not a subsidy. Like we create like the the American Teachers League, the ATL, right? And then they like they just like have teach offs, and then that's like, and then they have the teacher Super Bowl, and then they get sponsorships, and then they and then they could make that forty million dollar paycheck. You know what I mean? And it's like it's like uh but I mean, maybe we just need to go back and create a culture of where that gets propped up as, as, virtuous, but in as our like, bizarre, as Twisted
1: yeah. like Western civilization that we're in right now, this like downward spiral, it's <laughs> going to be like the teacher that turns the most kids into trannies. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> exactly. I mean,
3: it really is true, but it's like, you know, it's just what, what gets propped up and what gets, um, it's all like the bread and circus thing. Right. So it's like the, <laughs> these are like the modern day gladiators basically, the, the the professional athletes. And so it's to the, the system's advantage to have them be propped up and focused on instead of people focusing on other things. But it's like, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's not like all this, like like teachers aren't getting like Nike, Nike deals and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of money in professional sports. And so, you know, the market has determined that that's where the money flows as opposed to like teacher salaries. You know, it'd be nice to recalibrate what is important in the world and what uh you know and give these teachers a million dollars to teach each year but you know with until they start getting like nike sponsorships you know what i mean? Dude, but I don't makes, know I, I totally get it. i totally hear what you're saying life. but I've
1: uh two teachers in my life that i thought might be worth getting paid a 100 grand
3: yeah
2: that dude that's, that's honestly the, like. the that's the hardest part for me is that when you look at it in like a vacuum, like the abstract concepts, teacher versus basketball player, immediately it's like, yeah, the teacher deserves more. But then when I go through like my personal experience, like, man, I hate teachers. I hated school. <laughs> I would rather just like have, have that money just burnt in front of me than have gone yeah. into the school system in a lot of cases. Like in a lot of ways, school made me hate learning because yeah. it was like this this Rockefeller medicine sort of like Prussian you know system where it's like learn how to make widgets and cogs and i feel like that's going to turn around on them too because imagine you spend two centuries just like pushing people into these like skills and lower trades to just keep them busy right and then ai comes around and it's like uh-oh like now what are all these people that we've been training to just use like the left side of their brain forever what are we going to do with all these people like they don't have any actual use now we really do got to give them busy work um, instead of just training them for it now it's like we got to create the work that we train them for that's no longer relevant um and and to me the only thing that sort of stands outside of that is entertainment right like yeah i can see people saying i don't want to watch that stupid robot football i'd rather watch you know like human football but no one's going to be like oh i want you know the human burger i want the human car the human painting, thing if it's like not even a, a, a you know a chance between the two unless you're in that higher class where you're like oh yeah i'll drop you know, a hundred grand on a human created sketch. No one makes those anymore. Right. Yeah. But the cool thing about our capitalist society is like this teacher
3: that is discouraged and kind of disillusioned with making 30, 40 grand a year could leave that go. And in theory, create their own curriculum, create their own website, create their own like homeschooling thing. They could create like their own network and they can build it out and they can create like a, like an institution and they could, they could make millions of dollars. They could create something like that, only if like, they get amazing. accredited
2: by the system that they're competing. Not in even,
3: them. no, not even that. Like you could totally just do like online classes. You could start a YouTube channel. You could like become like an influencer in that realm. You know what I mean? You could you could take that skill set and you could go out and and create your own like parallel system. It may not be within their system, which who who cares? Who cares? Like I don't I don't need to be have an accredited degree, but I can provide education for people. And I think we're like I know so many people that offer courses and that learn just from courses. And you take that information, like in like the realm of like entrepreneurship, you know, like Richard Grove's autonomy course, stuff like that. You take that, you take that information, you go out there and you build something with it, with that knowledge. And so it's not about proving that knowledge to anybody else. It's like, actually, I mean, that's, that's what we should be teaching anyway. Like, it's not about proving how smart you are, what degree you have. It's like, here, here's some information, take that and go do something with it. And so people that are creating platforms and giving information that's actually valuable in the real world. And people are able to use that to leverage their own wealth and, and success. Like that's, that's what people should, you know, that, that's something that, that would be somebody who's deserves that $40 million a year. They can create their own Institute of higher learning. You know what I mean? So, you know,
1: I kind of just wish they could possibly like treat kids like individuals instead of like treating us all the same. Like, especially with the what is is the common core kind of crap where like every single person is treated the same way and like taught the same curriculum, the same kind of crap. And they they force you to learn like they'd make me like sit down for art class and make me paint a painting like I didn't want to fucking paint. Why are you forcing me to do this? Why do I have a, like an hour a day where I'm being forced to pay? Like if they took kids as individuals and they like assess them and they were like, Hey, this kid is more interested in more active things. Like, cause I, I did terrible in, in school when it was things that I didn't care about. Like I, I just wouldn't do any work. I, I was not going to sit at my desk. I wasn't going to be quiet. I was going to go talk to this cute girl over here and I was going to get her in trouble too. And, and that's just what I was going to do. You were not going to make me sit in a desk for, and they would just, oppositional defiance disorder and yeah. all kinds of stuff. They called me <laughs> all kinds of ADHD. They gave me a slew of pills and told me I was a piece of shit. Wow. And uh, then, you know, I ended up graduating with honors in high school um, because I found things that I was interested in, but like, I wish that they had given me an opportunity because like what my job now uh-huh. I'm working in a machine shop and like making parts like with like CNC machines. Oh, nice. I enjoy the shit out of that. Like yeah, yeah. if they had like options where they're like, Hey, you're more mechanically inclined. Why don't we start doing this over here? Oh, you're more mathematically inc- inclined. you like this kind of thing? You like computers? Do you really like art? Hey, why don't we sit you over here? You can do fucking art kid. But it's like, they don't give a shit. <laughs> like no. they just need you indoctrinated. They actually intentionally retard you. Like yeah. they want you to be stupid. They don't want like, yeah, I hate it. It's no. fucking stupid. It's like, <laughs>
3: homeschool. Homeschool's the answer. I don't have kids, but someday when I do, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the ticket right there, man. Like well, that's what Randy Weaver thought too though. Uh, shouts <laughs> to Randy Weaver. Yep. Yeah. Shouts to Randy Weaver. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were all on to something.
1: I don't know. Oh, I absolutely think Randy Weaver is onto something. I mean, maybe not the race war things that he was like trying to run away from, but trying to run away from the federal <laughs> government and live his own life any yeah. way he wanted. You know, he could do his own thing. I don't care if he was racist.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't fucking care. He just wanted to live in a cabin
2: by himself. Yeah, he, he, he was be being racist all he wants in his cabin. Completely isolated from the rest, from the rest yeah. of society. Like be as racist as you want in your little log cabin. Like write yeah. them the worst, you know, like dear diary, you know.
3: Exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious
1: that's, that's hilarious. the libertarian in me where i'm just like i don't care what you do with your own personal life you're not hurting anybody go fucking do it
2: yeah so like man i, I mean this is like walter block area where it's just like what yeah. about this what about this but man one of the ones that always catches me it's like you drop scott and nate off in the middle of you know an, an empty field and you guys divide it directly in half between each other and you're like this is cool we're both kind of equal and then for reasons completely unrelated to either of your doings, like Nate gets no rain and it's all on Scott's property. And all of a sudden Scott's got all the food and Nate's got none of the food. And it's not cause Nate wasn't working and he wasn't like planning and doing everything that he needed to. It was just like the weather screwed him out of all of his food for that year. So yeah. now it's like, Scott, are you obligated to give Nate some of your stuff just because he's your neighbor? And then what if you've got five other neighbors? And then what if, like there's another Scott a mile away and none of his neighbors needed help. So then it's like, shouldn't he share that? And then it just keeps expanding and expanding until it's just like, you know, turtles all the way down.
3: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's such a good point. So I don't know how you reconcile that. I guess we're going to need we'll to fix
2: it. We're going to we're going to fix it on this show. Yeah, No one's leaving until we've got to, re- <laughs> <not> to <laughs> sort it out. Well, as well, guess- a
1: libertarian, like I love Walter Block. Walter Block would say something like, "Well, isn't there something that he has that Nathan has <laughs> on his yeah. property, and then we would maybe he's uh, got he shoes played. and you need a belt." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love Walter Block. We had him on the show not that long ago. Nice, he's awesome dude. Block. He's the,
2: he is the coolest person to talk to you about this.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I guess I'm not too familiar with his work. I'll oh, dude, Dr. It.
1: Walter Block at the Mises Institute. He's okay. The fucking shit, he wrote a book called uh, "Defending the Undefensible."
0: Okay. Uh,
1: pretty sure that's the name of the Yeah. Defending the undefensive. Anyways, he just writes like a uh, devil's advocate for like the worst people on the planet. Okay. And uh, he's just brilliant. He's an old snarky tiny Jew and he's fucking hilarious and he's really sweet. I got to meet him a couple years ago.
3: Nice. Yeah. That Ooh, sounds awesome. Kidding. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Wow. Uh, yeah. Nice.
2: I think at a, at a certain point, a lot of libertarianism ends with, well, tough titties like that's kind of where it like there's a lot of dancing around that and being subtle and it's like oh well you know it's wh- how like it's very socratic like well what do you think do you think that's fair and it's like no i clearly don't that's the premise here um and i think then it just it usually re- resolves to like well you know some people just don't have that kind of luck and it's the same thing with like geographically like nate You're like, well, what if I wanted to go to art or I wanted to go to machinery school? Like, how do you even know unless you've got like 50 different options around you? And if you're Randy Weaver style, you don't have 50 options around you. You've got like, I can go and kill that animal over there. I can go and pick that, you know, that that crop over there. And that might be your only options. And that's entirely based on just like your geographic region. Like, again, something that you don't have a lot of control over.
1: Well, at that point, you're in survival mode and you don't even get the option of being like, I want to be an artist, you know, like (laughs) it's just fucking survival at that point, which I think we're going to be at, like speaking of like power outages in the fucking world. But, but I mean, I'm
2: going to make an argument that survival might soon become who can do the most entertaining things. Like you're not, you're not going to have an option to go and kill and hunt for your own food. It's like, how much can I entertain the rest of the world in order to survive? which is a strange, like, like a flippening effect. Cause I can't, I don't think any other time in history, you didn't have the option to just like go out and hunt, but it might become like that. Yeah. Well, then, well, if
3: it gets to that point that everybody's going to be trying to hunt at the same time, I thought about that too. It's like, what, what if every, if we get to that situation then everybody's going to be out there trying to shoot stuff and then you're going to well, be. For
1: sure, dude. I mean, that's so many people's plans, where there's like, I'm ready. I've, I've got my gun. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to hunt my food you know and then you're right. like like you just said scott like every motherfucker is going to be out there hunting fucking deers and they're going to be gone in a minute and then also okay this will secure 100 percent our youtube strike tonight uh the the fda who the fuck was it you have any anyway, one of them uh, started fucking vaccinating wild groups of uh, elks and deer, like millions of them um, oh, with, with mRNA fucking vaccines. And so all these hunters that think they're going and make, bringing home clean meat, that's not, you know, they're bringing home the spike proteins and people are eating them up. Wow. Fucked. Look that one up. I'll try to... Thomas, remind me to I'll add that uh article into the show notes. I'm I always say that I'm gonna then I forget. <laughs> I'm going to this time.
2: <laughs> You'd be wow. like Alex Jones and start like holding them up. Look at this here. I've the got the the document. report. I have the documents. I have the documents.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have the documents, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um and that's crazy. You know, I, I think that's a good, that, I mean, I've heard reports that the mRNA is already in the food supply quite a bit, like with the pork with pigs, and that's one of the things that we're trying to keep an eye on. Is definitely here in Tennessee, they're trying to pass legislation that you know forbids like the use of mRNA injections on livestock. So we'll see how that goes. But
2: yeah, based on how sneaky they've been, though, man, like it it feels like it would be one of those things they would just do it first and ask for forgiveness later. They'll I'm they'll sure. like. Deal with angry grandma and angry mom, and then apologize to the kids as they yeah. grow up. Right? Yep. 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 Well, yeah. dude, it
1: was like uh, what the fuck? Was it Walgreens or Target? Or I think it might have been Rite Aid. Anyways, so this family came in for their flu vaccines, like morons. So they sat there and hit their flu vaccines, and this was before like kids were were okayed for the fucking uh, death magajab, jab. Yeah. Their branded boosters, right? And so they right. accidentally gave him the COVID vaccine and all their kids. And then they were just like, oh, I'm sorry. Because they had been like outspoken. They were like, no, we don't want that. We just want our flu vaccine. <laughs> and then the fucking right Aid was like, hit him with that hot <laughs> shot. And then they're like, I'm we can give you a gift card. We're sorry about that.
3: <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not hilarious, but.
1: <laughs> it's awful. I mean. Dude, if you're dumb enough to get your fucking flu vaccine like i wouldn't be surprised if like the last couple fucking like last five years they've been put messing around with mrna kind of shit
2: i think it could be hilarious i think you can call it hilarious what what's the uh i think it's a voltaire quote but it's like god is a comedian playing to an audience too afraid to laugh and i feel like that represents you know the the most accurate version of what's going on here
1: I like to think that this is all just fucking fake and gay and that when we die, like, our spirits are fine and we're just going to go back up into, like, you know, the great fucking connection and then we all come back down and, like, all this is a big fucking giant joke and and none of this really matters, but uh, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I feel like it's just getting so bizarre, so absurd that it's like. We're just getting trolled, like the like, uh, it's a comedy, sitcom, yeah. It's right? definitely, it's it's pretty right? hilarious. Like, I'm at the point right? now where I just think it's hilarious, <laughs> you know, and it's gonna get even crazier this next next year. It's just gonna ramp up to an absurd degree, and uh, I'm just gonna be here making fun of it the whole time. That's
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to yeah. The clown show,
3: clown show. It's been, it's been hilarious, man. But I tell you what, though, these last few years, I, I'm sure you guys maybe can relate to this, but like, I feel like. Had it not been for COVID, had it not been for all the nonsense, I never would have started podcasting. I never would have gone in, down this route. I never would have gone down this road. I never would have met all these people. I never would have had all these opportunities. And I feel like, I mean, I, le- I just leveled up so much. And I'm so grateful for all this. So, you know, it's like that anti-fragile mentality where it's like, you know, something, some some crazy obstacle gets put in the way. And it's like, yes, let's just push right through it and use it to our advantage. And it's like, I love it. I I, I was kind of joking on my show where it's like they're talking about all this COVID. All the COVID madness is coming back. I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be awesome, dude. I get to dust off all my old memes. I get to talk a bunch of shit. I love it. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) Yeah, buddy. I was going through my old fucking because I have I've made thousands of memes over the last. Yeah, dude, your memes. I'm going through the old fucking files right now. I got some fucking gold, dude. Yeah, I made exactly. some pretty good
3: memes. You did, yeah. You're, you're legendary, legendary. So now Body you bust them all out again. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's buddy. hilarious.
3: That's hilarious. And so, bring it on, bring it on. We this get a time we're season again, and we're gonna get yeah. Trump versus Biden again. Oh my, maybe.
1: God.
3: <laughs> just fucking. Oh, dude. I don't even know how how they can pull off the whole Biden thing. I just don't know how it's even possible. I don't know how it's possible. There, there's no organic like Biden supporters out
2: there. There's, there must be like twelve maybe in the whole world. Well, wasn't it the the most? Yeah, the most votes in history of all, yeah. even including Obama, first black president to ever yeah. run. Joe Biden still just wiped the floor with him. Like, yeah, yep. And and yeah. if and if that went the first, Donald time, Trump would... got
1: the very most votes ever, except for Joe Biden, who got even more of right. the most votes ever. And then <laughs> if you added those together, it was more than there were registered voters. And nobody <laughs> wants to talk about that. Well, that's just no.
2: enthusiasm. <laughs> that's, that's the math of enthusiasm, man. That's that's yep. nationalism, patriotism. That's hilarious. This was the
1: most safe and most clean and most fair election ever. Exactly. See, that'll save the YouTube video right there. We'll be fine. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, it was
3: the safest. It was the best. It was very clean. Donald Trump is a Nazi. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these Nazis everywhere. Nazis are everywhere, man.
2: That kind of yeah. fell out though, right? Like I haven't. It seems like that might come back if if Trump were to get back in power, because then it's acceptable to start calling your neighbors and your fellow man horrible things because of yeah. a horrible man's in charge. Then it's like you have to fight fire with fire otherwise you're you're kind of bending over and just taking it but which is interesting because we we started out talking about like how like the republicans versus the liberals right and nate you're like well i'm on a welfare so of course the the liberal democrat thing to me growing up uh it was probably also part of the upbringing but it was like the the republicans just seemed mean they just looked mean like You know, it was like uh, George Bush running against Clinton. It was like the guy with the round face that plays sax and laughs a lot. Or fucking, you know, Skeletor that's like wagging his finger constantly and telling Mm -hmm. you what you can and can't do nonstop. And and the Reagans, right? Like, don't do this. Don't do that. Like, screw you if I want to do this thing. So, like, growing up, it always felt like if you were a nice person, you went for the left. And if you were a mean asshole and you just thought everyone you know screw everyone but me because i've already got mine then that was for the right and then it's like as you get yours that's the concept right like as you get older and you get more things and you get like a, a career and like some savings you're like yeah i got mine now screw everybody else and that and it almost feels like well you just get cranky as you get older and that's kind of the premise and it's always like well we have to wait for the new generation to kick out the old generation all those old like nasty people and it's like when, when will these republicans die out right but they never kind of do because of that weird dynamic but i don't think it's a change from being nice to being mean but man man does it ever get played like that especially in like school and media and like like animaniacs right like yeah bill clinton got to be playing the saxophone on that and i think when they showed bush he was kind of like this nasty guy so there's always been something with the media and the left. But I think that's also because like they might fund it a little bit more. Right. Like when they had the um, McCarthyism and and like all of the special agent in charge FBI where they were trying to root out communists from Hollywood, there was a huge backlash of like, all right, fine. We'll start putting Hollywood money into these leftist causes if you guys are going to be dicks about it on like the, the the political side. And I think that never went away. And that's going to be the hardest thing ever for Republicans to ever like try to pretend like they're the good sweet guys and that the lefties and that Bernie's the, the mean old man, like that, mm-hmm. that sort of story has been put into motion and it's got freaking legs at this point.
3: That's a good point. That's a really good point. I mean, that's really the only way that they derive all their power is positioning themselves as having like the moral high ground is like being the good, the good people that cares about the little guy, but you know, their policies and their, their ideology is really exposing the fact that it's really the complete opposite, you know, and then, but, but they aren't willing to hear that. They're not willing to hear the fact. I mean, I I guess it's just let them do it. Let them do it. Let Biden take 2024. I guarantee the Democrats are going to win 2024 because it's going to be the same play that we saw last time. Like there's not going to be, you know, honestly, I don't know. Like (laughs) I feel like in a way, like the hatred for Trump was enough to potentially get A Biden in office—that's the only thing. It's like there wasn't any support for Biden. There wasn't any support for like Democrats or liberals. But I legitimately feel like you know, if that that there was enough of a groundswell of people who just hated Trump so much that they voted no matter
2: what, you know. I I was just like where like all this hatred came almost overnight because yeah. if people hated Trump that much for that long, we would have, you would have heard about it. Right. It wouldn't have yeah. just been a few contractors that, that he screwed over because he never paid him. And I'm yeah. sure that he does all that nasty, shady businessman crap. Yeah. But it was like, it, it was like almost if someone was like, Hey, did you know, Hitler's been living in the U S for the last, you know, 40, 50 years. And now he's running yeah. for president. You're like, "What? what do you mean? You know, where, where did he come from? How, why didn't somebody stop him before now? What, why didn't they stop him when he had The Apprentice going for like 10 seasons and celebrities and stuff? Exactly.
3: Dude, it's so funny. My mom, the liberal, loved loved Donald Trump. That was her favorite show. She was like, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> like she loved Donald Trump, dude. She loved
2: the- Have American you ever brought ideas. that up? Yeah. Have you brought that up since? Like, hey, mom, remember no. when you used to love, you're fired? No.
3: I've I, No. No, it's, just, it's whatever. We don't even talk about that stuff, so. Yeah, no. yeah, man. It is kind of funny wild,
2: though,
1: because like Joe Biden had at least a semblance of people liked Joe Biden because he was still they had fond memories of Obama. Yeah, that's why they liked him because he was attached to Obama at the hip, and mostly like the media kept obama's like reign in this like friendly happy zone right and so like and compared to trump and all this chaos and like he's a nazi and we impeached him like 10 times you know this whole thing so like he seemed like the safe nice old codgerly old man and because i remember talking to my sister who's like the basic bitch democrat and that's like she was all about him because of that you know what I mean? She was like, yeah. "He's just a nice old man," but I sincerely think that he's lost a lot of that. And Obama, I think, is probably gotten gotten a little bit of fucking like I, he doesn't have the same sway that he used to. uh And and goddamn, is Joe Biden really just made himself unpopular? So I I don't see how Donald Trump w- wouldn't win. Yeah, I really think that if they run again, I think we're going to get. I think we're gonna get Return of the King. We're gonna get Trump
2: 2.0. Yeah, they're not gonna find just a bunch of ballots under the table while the water main bursts, and then they put paper up over all the windows and throw the media out. And
1: well, you're right, Thomas. Like, if people actually voted, I think that he would have been president already right now. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, your vote doesn't count. And then more than that, I, I still like. I've had smarter people on this show try to explain to me like uh the electoral college and it's just like okay so we vote and this small group of people actually make the decision so
2: you're like no well
1: because they do because they're (laughs) supposed to you're like so my my
2: favorite (laughs) my favorite analogy here is from thomas sowell i think um and he's and he says that imagine you're on a cruise ship and the captain falls overboard and he dies right Now, do you want to take a vote across the entire cruise ship, including all the drunks that have just been eating and sleeping all day? And like, it's like, you know, it's like 20 to one from tourists to people that work on the boat. Now, if you just vote for the everyone on the ship gets an equal vote and they all vote for Dan, the party man, and he's going to be the new captain. Right. But then all the crew is like, but Dan, the party man doesn't know how to steer the boat. He doesn't know how all these like intricate, you know, things work. So, like, maybe the crew is the one that should really get to vote on who becomes the next captain. I always love that analogy because it kind of feels like that's sort of how it's set up. What if the
1: crew to the ship just want now with the, the captain's dead they just want to rob the place and they're just fucking like that's basically where we're at right now like the elites yeah. are just like the well place, the so that's the sinking. point
2: is like Let's, if they have another boat that's like waiting off in like the side that no one else knows about then yeah now you can just start like using or, the resources and
3: <laughs> or what if all the crew just wants to go to epstein's island and then they, and then they, yeah <laughs>
2: see there you go yeah, well, in that case, you going. just got on the wrong boat, my friend. Exactly. Well, no, they're yeah, they're like they're like, like hey, we're in charge in now. Let's go to Epstein's island. Yeah. I mean, you just described you know the fall of of Rome, but that's not going to happen again. That
1: no, no. I mean, it doesn't happen to every single empire ever, right? So we're we're good. Uh,
2: at we're least good. not for a while, right? We're We've good. got good. like another few like millennia before that happens. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sure. I think we, I think we had another few
3: good years in us. Uh, I'm not I'm not giving up hope either. Like I think it's. Uh, well,
1: I mean, here's the thing. The fall of the empire is gonna hurt, but it's not necessary. It's not the end of the story. Yeah, some of us are gonna make it. We got to build another empire.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what that's what we're working on. We're working on building a new empire. Do you think it's possible? Because at I this think. point, I almost feel like the gut, go- like the governments and these cis like the state. Everyone's like, "Oh, the state." I feel like at this point, the states an egregore and it outlives all of us. And even if you. Even if you wiped out the people on the planet and you just re-raised a small community of, like, high moral ground people legitimately, if they just started reading and patterning cells off the system, the system itself breeds corruption and, like, caters to it. So I just, I feel like it would never go away. You could wipe us all out and bring us all back and we'd kind of end up in the same spot.
1: Well, dude, it's that whole idea, right, of like hard times make hard people and then that whole fucking scenario. Right. So it's like we are so fucking weak right now. Nobody knows. Nobody's fucking independent. Not really. Nobody knows how to fucking like really forage all of your food. You're going to be just like, you don't use the grocery store anymore. You don't have any money. You're good. You're going to make it happen. Okay. Build, build a house. Where are you going to do that at? Like there's like, (laughs) we are so fucking soft at this point. Like we've been so fucking like treated like children. We've been patronized our entire life on purpose because they don't want you to have this sort of like knowledge to keep yourself, you know, self sufficiency. Right. And so like, all of these people. So let's say the government falls and implodes. You're right that the government is an aggror. It's a bigger idea because people need somebody to take care of them at this point. Like yeah. it's 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 a cultural, it's a societal fucking disease that we're all. I mean, I mean, yeah, we're all fucking weak.
2: It's I don't trouble. know if it's a bad thing though. I don't think it's a net because because this is the only way that you really have a chance for people to pursue dumb things like art and music and podcast and. Theoretical yeah. discussions about whether or not giants lived thousands of years ago. If if you're worried about if you have a place to sleep or if you're gonna drink water or eat food this week, you don't give a shit about you know like some political conspiracy from a thousand years ago or like you know the Very nuances true. between religions. So I feel I like
1: need a butt plug with a fidget spinner on the end, and I need to be <laughs> able to get it from Amazon right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean that's that's a good point. I mean, we have the luxury oh dan's asking are we really live yeah, we're, we're live as shit we're we're live really, really live, Dan. live in the house <laughs> live in the house but yeah man the fact that we have the luxury to sit here and do this podcast and do all the things necessary you know I'm, I'm grateful you know i think i think that's one of the things we could just you know i'm grateful for so much yes there's a lot of bullshit a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world but man i i don't know i think these are the most interesting times i think that these are uh I wouldn't. There's no other time I'd rather be alive. I'm glad I don't have to live in the medieval times and have to forage and find all my own stuff, dude. Like it I might be cool be for like a minute.
1: Nineties, I, I think. Nineties,
3: okay 90s. 90s yeah, dude. I cool. mean,
2: I, like right, right in between when like the internet was a thing you could use, but you could also smoke a cigarette on an airplane. Like if you could oh, just you keep go. reliving in that little time loop, that that yeah. might be a great spot to live. I
1: want to wake up on Saturday morning in my jammies and watch some Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like. That sure would be fucking nice with a big bowl of fucking fruit loops or some yeah. fruity pebbles and
2: watching
3: Oklahoma City burn. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. buddy. I wouldn't mind going back to the nineties and be like, you guys are in for
1: quite a ride. <laughs> with my fucking giant bowl cut.
3: Yeah, buddy. dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, I was I was like uh, so into like you know all the nineties rap. Like I it's so it's such a funny Hell story. Yeah. Like dude, well, but the funny thing is, is like I was like complete, like I was where I wore like FUBU outfits. I thought I didn't even know what FUBU meant or anything. Like I was like a total little gangster kid, dude. It was so funny. And, uh, this is so embarrassing to admit, cause I play guitar, like I'm a musician, but it wasn't until like maybe about four or five years ago that I even discovered nineties rock. Like that whole, I missed all of it, dude. I missed all of it. Cause I was so busy listening to like, biggie smalls and outcast and all these guys like Like you didn't get some candle box in there bro nothing (laughs) i missed out on everything i'd never even heard like alice chains or even nirvana dude i heard a couple nirvana songs and so you had to hear soundgarden because they played that damn video like i mean maybe dude and now i like listen to soundgarden all the time that's like probably my favorite from that era and it's like it's so crazy because i'm like you mean I could have been seeing these people live back then? I'm like, I completely missed out. I completely missed out on the nineties rock thing, and I'm so disappointed with myself that I and now I'm just like, oh God. I got yeah,
2: it's pretty embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing. Do you think someone 10 years from now is gonna be like, You mean I missed out on Mumble Rap SoundCloud? Where, <laughs> yeah, exactly. where was I? <laughs> where was I, dude?
3: Exactly. I could so, have had
2: the cream of the crop.
3: Yeah, and all these all these rappers died. You mean I could have seen what, what was that guy like, Dab Baby? You mean know I could have seen Dab Baby, Dab,
1: Baby? <laughs> da Baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that fucking asshole with the fucking jewel
2: on his head, no, 22 Savage, know. 21 Savage. There, uh, you know there no, was a 22 Savage and he was with 21 Savage.
1: Yeah. Wow. Little
2: Uzi Vert, that's the one.
1: Okay. Dude, I think.
2: I don't so, hate, bro. I I love all of that. I love the more ignorant the rap, the more I like it, and not in an weird. ironic way. Like I legitimately like it. Dude,
3: I should come up with with the band 33 Savage. There you go. 33. 33 Savage.
2: I like that. I want to come up with 21 plus infinity Savage. There you go. That's the cheat code, bro. No one can beat the plus infinity. (laughs) Uh, That's hilarious.
3: Man, yeah. Yeah, I like 33 Savage. I might look into that. All right. right. What's
1: new in the works? What are you guys working on Uh, now?
3: Well, let's see here. So... Unjected has kind of been the big thing that's kind of taken over a lot of my time and efforts, and I'm kind of, you know, very excited about that whole thing. If anybody's listening that doesn't know about it, Unjected.com is the world's original unvaccinated dating website. There's been some imitators that pop up, but uh, but uh, yeah, so I got connected with them last year, helped them produce the show, the Unjected show, which is every Friday night at seven, and uh, it's a great show. Uh, we take calls from the audience, you know, we talk about like all the crazy what, what, you know, dating, being unvaccinated, dating in a heavily vaccinated world. So the founder Shelby, she lives in Maui. She lives on Maui. So we've been doing a lot of coverage about the Maui situation. Um, just in the final stages of editing, uh, a book, I'm helping them with the proofreading and editing, but we put together a book that's, that's on presale right now. Burn back. It's called burn back, better burn back, better book.com's on presale. It'll be out October 1st, hopefully October 1st. But, uh, that pretty much just encapsulates everything we know up till now. And this is like boots on the ground reporting from Shelby and all the people that she's been, um, you know, she's been doing a lot, like leading a lot of the relief efforts and stuff and like really doing a lot of important work out there. And so, yeah, man, injected is just kind of the thing now that's going to be hopefully my, uh, my full time thing here shortly. And, uh, we're just kind of building that up, building that out. We just had to relaunch recently due to some sabotage. This is like the third time the entire, Platform has had to be relaunched due to like attacks, like mainstream media smear campaigns getting deleted out of the app store and the Play Store and then sabotage earlier this year. And now we're back with a brand new site and it's pretty awesome, unjected.com. And uh so that's kind of the big thing. Of course, I got rebunk, rebunk news, anywhere you get your podcasts. Writing articles, dude. I'm writing articles for T Lab, last American Vagabond, and running his Substack page and yeah. And Ryan and I kick it here in Tennessee, like play music and he's my dude. You know what I mean? Oh like yeah, man. We just
1: great. had Ryan on. Nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's man. a good guy, man. I just, uh, yeah, everything's great, man. I just love intended the Tennessee life. I'm doing like uh my own handyman business as soon as I moved here. So I've just been, uh, doing a lot of like kind of construction type stuff. Um, oh, dude, you know, Catherine and Paul, right? Paul and Catherine, they were uh, maybe they were at the man, uh, uh, Squatch Fest. Um, there were a couple. You. Yeah, they were at Squatch Fest. And um, I'm sure you, you might recognize them. But anyway, yeah, squash Fest in the house, boy. So mm-hmm. much came so much came out of Squatch Fest, dude. Like uh, that was a very powerful, you know, powerful event. where so I got to meet you in person. I love that. But uh anyway, so they, they live in Virginia and they're um kind of renovating their house and they're like, You should come out and like help help us with some projects, we'll pay you. You can stay with us. I'm like, Okay, cool. So Monday I'm driving out to Virginia to go kick it with them and spend the week like doing some like handyman stuff around their house. And I don't know, man.
2: Everything's just amazing out here. I'll tell you what. It's pretty good, brother. Very nice blessed. Very, here. very very blessed, very grateful. So. those are the best friends ever the ones that like come over and help you like install like a deck or like you know yeah. do like like legit handyman yeah. stuff those tend to yeah. be like the friends that are and it's not just because it's convenient but yeah. like i don't know man because because every time you step out on that deck it's like damn dude scott's the man you know what i mean <laughs> like, he, he hooked it up bro yeah
3: i'm very very grateful and blessed man it's awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. so
1: yeah yeah. And injected, dude. That you're doing the Lord's work. We need more shit like that. It's like, I sincerely, I'm looking at my kids and I'm looking at the future, and I don't want any freaky fucking grandkids. I don't know how long no. these people are going to live, anyways. Honestly, uh, I, th- <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I think people might start dropping in the next few years, uh, but I like, I think that we need to start getting back to things like a. Uh, what do they call that what do Indian folks do when they like pre arranged marriages and shit? oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. arranged we just marriages, gotta find
1: yeah. like <laughs> I mean, I think it's what we gotta do. We gotta start dowry, like oh, your kids charts. are on my our age. Oh, you guys are also pure bloods, yeah. Oh, great, yeah. yeah. You know, and just
2: start- no, I, I don't want to poke a hole like too many holes here because I love the idea, but like, is there any sort of vetting process? Because I'm just imagining, like, a horny dude has yep. no problem saying, Oh, yeah, I've I've never been vaccinated and then like now he's the same
1: asshole that got vaccinated for like a joint and a fucking donut (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) well so
3: so previous versions of the site that was just it was just the honor system you know we always say just uh kind of just use your discretion as with all online dating you know what i mean but uh this this new version what we have is we have we do have a verification process in place basically what that consists of is so we had, if uh, you guys ever heard of the wellness company, it's uh, like Peter McCullough is like on their board and all this stuff. And they're this big, big like telehealth company and they do uh, the supplements and all this stuff. So they they came in and they totally believe in the vision. And so after this last kind of round of sabotage, they came in and offered to help as like, you know, offering their developers to help build rebuild the site. And so they've come on as partners. So since they have like all this infrastructure for telehealth stuff, basically what we've come up with is, when you sign up to become a ver- to become a member, you go through a verification process. First step of that is meeting with a nurse from the wellness company, goes over a questionnaire, determines your vaccine status. And there's some trick questions in there to kind of uh, elicit the answer that we, we want, you know, to determine whether or not you've had the shot. And then they sign a legal affidavit that's legally binding that says that, yes, I've not received any mRNA injections and that's like legally binding. And so if it ever comes down the road, they could be like a, uh, you know, guilty of a crime if
2: they lied on I that. I mean, that you could know. be SA, yeah. right? Because yeah. because yeah. Th- things have been declared SA for along those same principles, where it's like, yeah. oh, I didn't have this condition, and then it turns out you did, yeah. and you pass the condition on. Yeah, who's to say a spike protein can't be the new HIV? Sure, exactly. I so, is, so dude.
1: we just don't recognize it yet
2: yeah or, originally we were or,
1: talking
3: about we still
2: streaming live on youtube this is great yeah, yeah Yeah. Or,
3: originally originally we were talking about doing like d-dimer tests or something to detect whether you know you had like um, any sort of like blood clotting issues which i guess they have a way of like the, using that test to determine whether or not a person had a shot i don't know exactly but that, that we don't really have the infrastructure for that but so right now it is at least one step further past the the honor system approach where it's like you know you have to meet with somebody you have to go through the verification process and i want to you know, like predict this
2: too. now dude yeah. you might be at the forefront of some crazy shit because just like like monsanto right you had the yeah. farmers that were like we're never going to use monsanto and then yeah. the auditors came in and they were like hey i hate to break this to you bud but you've been growing monsanto for the last five years yeah. like you might have this platform and someone's like i've never been jabbed and they yeah. go through the yeah. process and you're like, Hey dude, I'm sorry to tell you this, but yeah, you got dude, it. <laughs>
1: honestly, that's yeah. the world that we live in. And like, cause I mean, we had Ryan on the show and he was like talking to us about that and how these are like self-distributing you know what I mean? How oh, yeah. Like, okay. self-amplifying. Dude, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, God damn. Cause like I was working with normies, a bunch of normies that had, that were all backs. So there was only like out of like a hundred people. There was like two people that weren't, it was like yeah. me and two other people. I was like, I, I had to have got shatted on. Yeah, you
2: know it's what I mean? so like, wild because like the the normies are like, oh my god, that guy's coughing, he's gonna give me COVID, and then like you're here, you're like, oh, that dude, I was so, so much, much off more afraid of him. <laughs> jet on me, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: Anyways, cool. brother, I know you got to get going. Uh, cool. Why don't you throw your plugs one more time? Tell us yeah. rebunknews. all that fun stuff.
3: Yeah, rebunk.news is the, the main website, but I put it there uh, on the screen. If you guys go to libertylinks.io forward slash rebunk. You can find links to all the shows, the articles, social media, the whole deal. So yeah, man. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Let's do this again.
2: Oh yeah, man. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. We awesome.
1: love you, bro. Cheers, man.
3: Thomas, good to connect with you finally, dude. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: bro. likewise, bro. We've been yeah. we've been talking forever, man. Forever,
3: forever. So this is
0: awesome. Sweet. All right. Peace. Peace. So you've decided to listen to the Realities Ours podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor. But know this. Listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list. The Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened, cannot be closed. And now... Your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the reality czars, Nate and Paranoid American.